0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast Extra Time with myself Dave Walker and XWH employee. This week we're joined by under 18's Academy coach and big West Ham fan Mark Phillips. Mark talks to us about supporting the club from a young age, how he came to work for the Amers, some of the players he's developed, the incredible squad he's currently working with, a semi-final coming up against Southampton and more. Mark, it's great to have you back on the show, mate. How are you keeping you? Well, all right. Yeah, not so bad, mate. Mate, I haven't met too many people that are as West Ham mad as you are, but I have to ask the question. You grew up in Woolwich and your dad was a QPR fan. So where did your love for West Ham actually come from? I think
2: uh, my mum and dad got divorced when I was about 10, and this is probably one of the reasons why. My dad came from West London and my mum come from me and she, she often said to me I should have been a West Ham fan and I, uh, <laughs> I took her advice
1: <laughs> is that
2: right? you've regretted it not ever slightly,
0: since
3: then. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get on the back of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well we're glad to have you as one of us definitely um, and your first game was uh, quite a special one wasn't it do you want to tell the, the listeners about what game that was?
2: Yeah, I didn't realise at the time what a big game it was. It was, it was a Bobby Moore testimonial, the free all draw of Celtic. I was in the, uh, the front row of the North Bank towards the west side And it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was only a testimonial, but I remember it'd been a really exciting game, us trying to win. And then and we missed a chance right at the end. Peter, Peter Eustace, didn't score. And I just, I remember no, it was just so exciting. To me, it was wow. a massive big game. It obviously wasn't. It was only a testimonial.
1: <laughs> Celtic brought, brought loads of fans and they filled, they filled the South Bank and it was like a really good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Quite an iconic yeah. game, really, looking back. I mean, yeah. who were your heroes growing up, Mark? Because obviously we go back to the 1900s now. Yeah. Vic
2: <laughs> <laughs> Watson. debut. I think in the years that I was going, you know, home and away all the time, you know, obviously Billy Bonds was, was us. He was blood and guts. He was everything. Yeah. Um, Trevor Brookings, my all-time favourite player, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think I, I fancied myself as being him a little bit when I was kicking a ball about myself. <laughs> yeah. I was nothing like him, but I used to think I was Trevor Brookings. And I, and I had a strange... 'Cause I I mean he wouldn't believe me now, I'm bald as a coop, but I had like, <laughs> that sort of long dark hair and, and I used to like I used to think I was Johnny Harris a bit as well. Might be a bit before your time,
0: Johnny
3: Harris. <laughs> 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 well it'd be me three heroes if if, 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 if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Speaking of, he lot more like Julian Dix now than uh, Julian. <laughs> I don't think Dix would be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as you mentioned, you're a massive fan, and uh, as I say, like one of the people uh, West Ham fans whose opinion that I respect the most. Your knowledge of West Ham is phenomenal, and you've travelled all over the world to watch the club. If you could go back and relive one game, one game again for the whole experience the atmosphere, whatever it may be, what game would that be? Oh, good question. It would be the semi-final
2: replay at Ellen Road v Everton. Oh, wow. You were there? When the ball came over. Yeah. And it it, it was just the whole thing of, you know, the Villa Park thing, thinking we're not going to go through, drew one all. And we, we took, you know, loads to Ellen Road that night. And it was just, it was just, And I mean, I, I was working in as, and you know, I was a young, young lad working at a printers in the city. And I was all supported the other teams. You're, you're going out. You're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I mean, we're going to the game, unbelievable atmosphere, us winning, getting, getting the last train back from Leeds at like, one two in the morning getting back going straight to work and it was just the adrenaline for the next 24 hours they they were congratulating me that I was manager of West Ham it was um, (laughs) (laughs) that
1: that, that, game I mean it's 43 years ago now still sticks with me like it was yesterday fantastic yeah Oh, I can imagine. I remember quite a poignant moment, actually. I don't know what game it was, but it was when Frank Lampard Jr. scored. I think it was quite yeah. a random game. I'm not sure it had significance, but he copied that celebration of his dad. And I remember looking at that thinking, fucking, that's special, that. But oh, that's a great game to reflect on that. Really, yeah, it is. No, it, was, it was a great night. It was a great, great night. Brilliant. Yeah, God, I bet it was. Well, let's talk um, about you on a professional level, Mark, because you started off working for Arsenal. How did that come about? I used to, I mean, I I love the game, you
2: know, and I used to, used to play and, 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 uh, done my coaching badges years ago. And I used to do coach various teams. I coached a Sunday morning team, uh, for Mornchurch called Pegasus. I used to play with them. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) I did at Bretton's Farm. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, for, uh, A friend of mine is also West Ham and and, and a known West Ham fan. I'm not going to mention his name, but (laughs) he, he he cajoled me into into coaching for Pegasus and, uh, we won the county cup. I think it was under 11s. So the next year when they was under 12s, Arsenal invited us in to play. We was under 12s. We played against Arsenal's under 11s and, uh, we beat them 2 1. And, uh, at the time Steve Bold was running the academy at Arsenal and he, he, uh, he said, Oh, who coaches this team? And someone said, oh, I did. And he, he spoke to me about, would you like to come, you know, do a bit of coaching for Arsenal? And I said, nah, I'm West Ham, mate. And he said, what do you mean, West Ham? I said, I'm, I'm a West Ham fan. I can't really have, <laughs> come and coach another team but because in, in the professional game, it's not as important as it is to the likes of, of me, West Ham. Yeah, I'm, I'm a West Ham fan and that's it. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. He's going. Yeah but it's, it's, it's a stepping in a professional game I said no nah, I couldn't have An Arsenal kit on But <laughs> then he, he got Someone there to, to like pester me Throughout the summer So I said I'll come in And give it a go And I, I was there For a couple of years Weirdly enough
3: <laughs> Well thank God You got your transfer Move quite soon After to, to West Ham Um how, how did that come about Getting get moving to West Ham well, uh, a fellow I've known for years,
2: unfortunately, he's died. Did, do you know Dennis Lapine? Yes. Yeah, he yeah, sees
3: yeah. uh sons, the um golf yeah, mean, coach. Yeah, Billy.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I've known Dennis. You no, know, Dennis was going West Ham. Same, Dennis is the same age, or well, was the same age as me. I was mm. going West Ham all them years away going. To, and he was working at West Ham as, as, as a driver, come scout sort of thing. And... Uh, they was looking for uh, an, an under-11s coach. And Dennis said, well, the fellow at Arsenal, is, and we was, were was, like, winning lots of games at Arsenal, he's, he's, a, he's a West Ham fan. and uh, It's quite amusing, actually, because he got Tony Carter to ring me up. I'm a, you know, I'm a qualified London taxi driver. I was working in my cab at the time. And it's the sort of thing my mates would do. So he rang me up and said, is that, is that Mark? I said, yeah, he said, it's Tony Carter. I went, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and he—he he, he hasn't got the greatest sense of humour, Tony. And he said, "Uh, I know a, lot, a lot of you." I went, "Fuck off! What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no way!" <laughs> of my life. And, and Tony went, "Excuse me?" <laughs> and I said, "And I thought, oh, it does sound like him?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, oh, and I said, "And I, I went into Chabulif, met Tony, and met everyone else, and." The rest
3: is history, so just to sort of jump wow. back to the Arsenal days. I don't think I've ever asked you this. When you were at Arsenal, was there any players that you coached that actually played for Arsenal in the end? Uh, well, well, I coached, I didn't coach him, I wasn't his main coach, I was his assistant coach. Jack Wilshire,
2: oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he, Jack was in the 14s or 15, and, and Jack then doesn't say was a big West Ham fan. We used mm. to say we're the only West Ham here sort of thing. Jack, Jack, Jack Wilshere then was a big West Ham fan when he was 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Yeah, but, but, but I can't remember many more because also at the time, West Ham, at schoolboy level, never played Arsenal, which was good right. for us. We so never played against West Ham because mm-hmm. there was a dispute over the same players and the FA had to get involved.
3: And the schoolboy games against Arsenal and West Ham never took place oh really that's mm. interesting because over the years we took like Omar Rizza Leon Britton uh, a couple of others haven't if there was um Ben Shear is that someone Ben Shear oh, well, ben, something like that. ben Sheaf actually went the ben other Ben Sheaf way. yeah Ben Sheaf went the other way oh. yeah so there's been a few that have transferred between George Dobson yeah. Yeah, see, I
2: mean, George Dobson, George Dobson he, he, was there when I was there, and uh-huh. he's, he's always been West Ham for, for George. Uh, and Mark yeah. Noble started at Arsenal as well, didn't he? Did, he? he did, yeah. he did, I don't, I don't remember Mark, Mark being there to say he wasn't there for long. I, don't, I, I didn't know Mark when he was at Arsenal, it definitely mm. did I mm. mean, for your information, I'd always. Before we went home and got in the car, we'd take the Arsenal tracksuit off just in case. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's good to hear. <laughs> no need for our listeners to switch off at this point. It, no, uh, I've, I've got, got
2: nothing against Arsenal as a club, you know, academy-wise to work for. That was quite yeah. a club to work for.
1: I didn't know actually that, that Dennis. Um, brokered that deal for you. I mean, I'd never actually met Dennis, but his reputation obviously speaks volumes, God bless him. But uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Dennis Lapine to thank for being at West Ham United. For that wow, that's incredible. Well, you've established many great friendships with West Ham staff and players, including Mark Noble, who we've just spoke about. What is Mark actually doing at the club now? And how great is it to have him around? It's fantastic. It, it really is good. I mean, he's, uh, let me get this right, he's technical director, but, you know, w-
2: when he first got the job, I didn't think much, much of it. didn't really understand what his role was. He's properly doing the job. He's at Chad Relief nearly av- every day, talking to us, really knows all the players really well. Like I spoke, you know, pre- previously about John Lyle, knowing all the players, Mark Noble knows all the players in the academy, really does. And he really, really wants the best for West Ham United. Thinks a great appointment.
1: That's good. That's really good to hear.
3: It's good that he's carried that on because I think when we've interviewed ex academy players, you know that, that that played with him, they always said that from the senior team, it was Mark Noble that would go and get to know them, make them feel part of the squad, get to know their names and stuff. And I think that's so important to make a, a young lad feel valued, isn't it? When a club legend takes the time to know your name, without a doubt. I mean, quite regularly. Mark will come and train with the
2: under-18s. Now, he comes and trains, gets his boots on, gets his kit on, he's out there, and he'll join in the small-sided games. Knows all the players' names, knows what they're good at. He has sometimes chats one-to-one with them. Now, Mark is really hands-on. Fantastic appointment. Really good.
3: Well, that's brilliant to hear. Um, another player you were very close to was Josh Cullen, another, a big West Ham fan. Um, do you think he got a, a fair chance at West Ham? And obviously he's doing really well at Burnley. They're miles ahead of the championship. Do you think he can establish himself as a, as a good Premier League player next season? I think he will, because whatever. You know every obstacle becomes
2: in Josh. He, he, he seems to get around it or over it. I mean, Vincent Company admitted when he, you know, when he first signed him, he signed him as a squad player. Now he's one of the first players in his team. I mean, Josh is a really intelligent, really hardworking footballer. I went. We had a youth cup game, the, first, the uh, fourth round of youth cup. We had Burnley away, and uh went up the night before to watch Josh on the Friday night at Turf Moor met him afterwards and had, had some food with him. And I'm still close with Josh and that. Yeah, no, I think I always. Josh is a really, really good player. I just think timing-wise at West Ham, I'm thinking that, you know, under the managers, I don't know, you know, he's quite a slight midfielder. Did he suit, he was so like Mark, couldn't play alongside Nobes. So he was so different, just a little bit unlucky. Still West Ham through and through. And I just think I'd have loved to have seen him more regularly in a West Ham shirt, if I'm
1: honest. Mm, yeah, it's been said before, Um, and he's doing really well, really well. Well, another Irish youngster that we've got now is Connor Coventry. Do you think after another loan spell away from the club, he'll finally establish himself next year? And what does he have to offer as a player? Because I think this is going to be quite a telling time, Mark, because he's not what you class as a kid anymore, is he?
3: No, he was 23 last week. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. He, he, I say he should be playing league games. He is playing league games, so 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 that that's good. And and by all accounts, you know, he's, he's doing well at the club he's at now. I think it's important that we, you know. When players go out on loan, they get the right loan. They just don't go out for a loan for the sake of a loan. He's he's playing minutes. He's he's, he's getting experience. I mean, you you know, sometimes little things go your way in pre-season. He might play in a friendly here or friendly there and do well in that friendly. And then you get yourselves established. You know, he's a really, really good kid from a good family. He's he's a good lad, Conor. Really, really is. And, uh, you know, He's a, he's a neat and tidy midfield player. He's a neat and tidy midfield player who doesn't give the ball away. I don't know if that would all you know will fit in with the, the, the current manager's plans, whoever you know whoever the manager is at that time. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, no, well said. Um, Finally, another sort of former Irish player, but very much an England player now, um, Declan Rice. Uh, He often credits you with saving his West Ham career In many interviews he mentions you. And I think when he got his little plaque up in the the training ground to show, um, you know, ex-Academy graduates, he wants to have his photo taken with you specifically as well. Um, I know you two are still close now, but how how much of an influence um, did you feel you had on him? career what sort of support and guidance did you give him and and how would you describe him as as a man as well if you want to answer it as I tell my mates down the pub I obviously made him the player that he is
2: but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure no doubt
2: <laughs> and then and I'll get Dexter to tell everyone no, 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 no. he made himself the player he is it's just you know he was so single minded I mean as I've said before he had to leave home I know it's only in Kingston in Surrey he had to leave home go and live in the house in, in Essex you know didn't know the area didn't know the people he's the one who's made him more he is, and and now he, he's, he's a fantastic lad, fantastic bloke, and I'm going to be biased. He's the best midfielder in the country,
1: mm, yeah, in, totally the we, in the world, I'd say. Yeah, for, for <laughs> what he does.
2: I'm, I'm, as I produced him, you'll,
1: take, this, that. Yeah. you'll yeah. take that. You'll take that. No, absolutely. For a defensive midfielder, I agree with X. I think he is the best in the world. um And I know I'm biased, but I, I do. But you know, speaking about deck. Mark, Uh, there have been question marks over whether he should be captain with all the talk of him leaving in the summer. Now, I'm going to be straight with you. I don't personally believe that a player who openly wants to leave the football club should be the captain of West Ham. I've I've gone on record and said that. It's nothing personal against Deck. I love Deck. It's just how I feel. A separate argument to that would be... Well, who takes the armband then? Because we're not exactly blessed with leaders. But moving that aside, I'm sure you disagree with what I just said. Do you think he should carry on being captain? And if so, why am I wrong? I think he should 100%. And
2: all the stuff about him wanting to leave the club, who says he does? Who says he wants to leave the club? That's just like, you got to fill newspapers, you got to fill Sky Sports. Let's, let's see if he does want to leave the club. At the moment, he's contracted to West Ham United, he's playing his best for West Ham United, he's absolutely desperate for us to stay up and win a European con- uh, uh, trophy. So mm-hmm. it's just like, some of it's just rumour and conjecture. Let's just like... He is desperate. He's thinking of no other clubs, nothing about. All he's thinking about is West Ham United or England when he's playing for them. I can assure you of that. No, it's mm. fair enough, mate. I know X
3: agrees. Yeah, spot on. I, I, I deliberately put that question in because I knew I knew you'd have that opinion, and, I, and your opinion is right in my eyes. And I'm I'm glad someone that would know has said that. Oh, I have to say that, that, that that's just me. It's not coming from. I, I, I would never have a discussion with
2: Dick about his future. It's nothing to do with me or anything mm. like that. But mm. I know he's desperate for West Ham to stay up. He's desperate for West Ham, and he wants to be a part of it. So mm. there, all, all this talk
3: you know, he's leaving, he's going, he's, is he? Yeah, I'm not mm. sure he is let's see let's see if he does mm. that's right and as, as you said for the meantime wh- whatever the case is he can't leave to the summer anyway so he's a West Ham player for the rest of the season and he'll give it his all as a West Ham player because no there's no way that a captain of this club at the and the you know he's the fourth most capped player we've ever had you know he's one of our best ever players to come from the academy would want a relegation on his CV even if he yet leaves in the summer there's no way Dex that sort of person so he will be giving every Feet, so make sure West Ham stay up at all
2: costs. I totally agree, and you have to bear in mind he comes from Kingston. All his family are Chelsea. They're all Chelsea fans. His dad, yeah. but they have bought into West Ham, including yeah. his dad, including his brother. They go yeah. every West Ham game. Yeah. They've bought into West Ham and what we're about. I mean, he's a proper, proper West Ham person. And if, God forbid, he, he does leave, whenever that may be, I, I think he should be recognised by West Ham fans as one of one of our greatest. I really
3: do. Yeah, mm. spot on, mate, spot on. And another player that potentially could have had the same reputation and relationship with the fans but didn't was Reece Oxford. Now, I know that you were a big fan of his when he, when he played for the club. Why do you think it was that he didn't quite make it? Because at the time, people were talking about him more than they were Declan. So what was it that that sort of stopped Reese really making it for us? I'm going to use
2: the term of outside influences. And yeah. I think I'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs>
3: fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we need to know. And I think. Yeah.
1: I think that speaks enough. volumes to be fair. So I think you, you put that, um you put that really well. Um, well, the under-18s, Mark, have been brilliant under you and Kevin Keane. And, and speaking of Kevin, he's a massively respected coach. What would you say is his style of management and why do you think he is such a good coach, in your eyes, working so closely with him?
3: Yeah,
2: I'd just like to say, to start with, there's three coaches. There's Kevin Keane, there's myself and there's G- Gerard Prenderville. There's all three of us and we all, all, you know, not deserve the same accolade, but we're, we're all involved. Yeah. Right. You are right about it, Kev. fantastic coach, Fantastic tactician, great knowledge of the game. And you have to bear in mind the experience it gives. He's managed West Ham three times. I know it's only temporary, but he's managed with the first team three times. Yeah. He's been assistant manager at Liverpool, he's been assistant manager at West Bromwich Albion, he's been assistant manager at Reading, all, all you know, most of it's Steve Clark, he's been a manager of Colchester United himself, he's been assistant manager at South End United, he's got a w- massive experience, massive playing experience, coaching experience, managing experience, and I doubt if there's many under eighteen teams in the country who have a coach in
3: charge with, with Kev's experience, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's very yeah, true. And, obviously the success of the, of the three of you has really paid off this year. I mean, the under 18s have been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you top your group by, I don't even know how many points it is. I don't know if I can count that far now, uh, but it's a, a lot, a lot of points. You're in the FA Cup, um, or the Youth Cup semi final. Um, how good is this group of 18s you've had? Like in all your years working at West Ham, is this the best crop of under 18s we've ever had? I'll answer your question, but I will tell you that we're 15 points clear.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you,
3: now you're just showing off. Yeah, I can't count that fast. So no, no,
2: when it comes to West Ham things, I'm, I am. A, <laughs> uh, we've had some good teams. We've had some good teams in the past. And, and I don't want to you know, deflect from them sometimes that Josh Cullen was in. We had a great team last year. And really, come close to winning it last year. I just think we, we had, you know, we have had the, the edge this year. We started off so well this year. We got invited to the Next Gen tournament at Spurs, and beat them in the final nine 0 But I won't mention that. But we did, and we haven't, <laughs> we haven't really looked back from there. We, we've had a you know, great start. and We just just started the season on the front foot and haven't really looked back. And we've got a lot of you know, competition for places. I would say, you know, we've got we've got good players. In several positions, and, and we've got players who are not even getting on the pitch. Good players who are not getting on the pitch. And the times that, you know, a lot of our players have gone up for the 21s or we've had injuries or internationals. We, you know, we've got p- paid people in the wings coming in and, and we, we're just a, a good all-round squad. We really have. This is definitely, definitely the best all-round squad we've ever had. Well, since I've been the 10 years I've been with
1: the 18s. Wow. Well, that's a statement. And I know a lot of fans are getting really excited about the future because you just, you, you look at the 18s and you just see nothing but positives all the time. Another win, another win, another big win, another hat-trick for him, another man in match performance from him. And it is, it's uh, it's really, really exciting. How important is it, Mark, at uh, that age, um, to have strong relationships with the parents of these players? Because I believe that does play a key part, doesn't it? Without a doubt. I think even at the younger ages, if you look at, you know, even,
2: you know, you start at our club pre academy, an under eight, under nine, under 10, all the way through. I think the relationship with the coach and with the club, with the parents is really important. You have to, and they're the ones. Every night, I have to drive them from wherever they may live to the training ground at Traveler Leaf, and then and that's a big commitment from parents. It really is. So you know, you want them on board. You want to you know keep them in the loop. You want to tell them exactly exactly what's happening. And I think the main thing with, with, with parents is is you have to be honest with them, honesty, and have good communication. And 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 you you know you any club is indebted to the parents for their
3: commitment without a shadow of a doubt. Mm, spot on. Um, in terms of your, your experiences, I was at the FA Cup um quarter final at Ipswich, I was there in the crowd, I was sitting with a few of the, the parents of some of the players, and the players obviously rightfully absolutely loving it. And there was one person who was arguably loving it even more, and that was yourself, obviously giving them the irons to the fans and, and clapping us and I was just so I was just so pleased for you because it is like one of us living out our dreams basically and getting to experience that. I mean what what does it feel like to be you in those moments as a, a guy that's just come from, the, you know, to be a fan all of his life and he's now able to come on the pitch with the team doing so well and clap the fans. I mean, you must be living your best life, basically.
2: Yeah, I mean... It- it's ridiculous. It's like I'm living a dream that I sort of had forty years ago. This is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a youth team manager on the pitch with with seven or eight hundred West Ham fans clapping an achievement we've done. I mean, I really I milked it for all it was worth, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Did,
3: man. but I would have as
2: well. I would have as well. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was completely over the top, and I might, I might. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed about it, but you know, it's, listen. It, I, as you say, I mean, West Ham means. Probably too far too much for me than it should, and it was you know, a really really fantastic night for myself, but obviously for the, for the players and the club. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, I know you're a, you're a very modest man, and you've spoken about what it means to you uh, to be a fan in the position that you're in, but. You know, tell us where that success comes from. And I know you're not going to be overly comfortable sort of bigging yourself up as such, but how does a man go from driving a black taxi telling Tony Carter fuck off <laughs> to to achieving what you're achieving now and what you have done over the last two years ten years? What do you think is your kind of skill set as a coach that works so well alongside the other two? Uh I
2: think it's uh if I have got skillset, a skill set, I'm not aware I've got one. But if i if if I have got one, I I think it's like Maybe because, uh, when you spoke about when I was at Arsenal, maybe there was another 5% to give. And because uh, I'm at West Ham, I know it's the same people. I'll probably give 110% because West Ham means that much to me. I'd like to think I do my job in a professional manner. Yeah. Because it, it's at West Ham, you know, there's it, obviously a, how much it means to me personally. So, yeah, I mean... I, like, you know, we spoke about Josh Cullen. I know so many of our ex-players. You know, Carl Noel and and loads of players who are playing. I keep in touch with all of them. Lewis Page, you know, Scully, all of them. So, so I like to think I, I, I bond sort of relationships with, with with players that that still last now.
3: Yeah, I definitely do, mate. Because you know, not not supposed to smoke up your ass, but we we interview a lot of these ex academy players. We had Kieran Sadler uh, last week, I think it was now, and he spoke highly of you. And every player we have had on that's been coached by you, you know, including Deck, has spoke highly of you. And I think it's those relationships and the fact that people like respect and trust your opinion. Like, I must admit, my opinion on West Ham is quite set in stone. My opinion is my opinion. But you're one of the one of the few people that can actually sway my my chain of thought, and I think that's because your understanding of the game is is so is so deep so I mean that's that's the that's an outsider's compliment for you but i won't I won't ask you to comment on that because I know you don't like to like to speak about yourself in that way so I, I'm, I'm flattered that I can I can
2: sway sway your opinion and <laughs> As for the players coming on uh, your programme, speaking only of me, I'll I'm, I'm make sure I know each individual one who they are and I'll ring them the night before and i offer them a
3: few quid. No <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> wonder they're always so keen to come on because you've already paid
2: them for <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I thought it was too easy, didn't we? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Pe- people that know me will say there's no way he's offering anyone a few
3: quid.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let's let's move to the current. We play we play Southampton in the next round of the cup at the London Stadium. What would it mean to you and the boys to have a great attendance there and and would it benefit those players to play in front of a large um, you know, capacity crowd? Well not capacity, but a large attendance. Yeah, without well, well, that and, and...
2: Let's not forget, you know, my job and Kevin's job and Gerald's job is to develop players, and we're developing players to play in front of a full house at the the London Stadium. That's what it's all about. That's what Mm. we're doing. So, any large crowd, you know, it's it's a different atmosphere. And uh, the boys, I know, really enjoyed playing at Ipswich in that semi-final because there was two sets of fans. As I say, the West Ham fans they were fantastic on the night, and 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 and, and I think it was four and a half thousand. And and I'll in my in my head, I'd love us to, to, to you know, at least match that if we could at the London Stadium. So if you're a West Ham
1: fan listening to this, make sure you get along. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well said, mate. Well said. What would the next step be for some of the, these lads going into next season, Mark? And what's the difference between the under-23s to the under-18s, other than age, obviously?
3: Yeah,
2: I think uh, the 20, it's the 21s now. It's not the 23s, it's the twenty. Right. But uh, I think there's more players, definitely tactically astute there. Other players, you know, you, you, and what you could have, you could have uh, players coming back from injury in more senior because you can play down if you're coming back from injury. So it's more tactically aware. And I think, I don't want to put any pressure on Pottsy and Robbo, but I think they're getting a really good group, you know, ne- 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 next year with the mm. 21s. And hopefully, you know, if they're doing well and playing well they're training at the same venue as the first team and when the first team manager asks for players to go over there they go over there and give a really good count of themselves and from there you obviously like you know that's how you get into the first team and uh, you know obviously the European games help uh, the Carabao Cup games help that's when I think I'd like to see our players you know who have gone from the 18s to the
3: 21s to maybe on the bench and maybe get appearances and some have already done that this season Mm. very successfully as well Um, in terms of loans how how do you feel about them because obviously the problem that um, Robbo and Seapots are going to have is that a lot of the players then eventually do go out on loans. So they haven't got all of the the quota of players to select from how important is it do you think for those players to go out on loan or would you rather they stayed at the 21s and kind of develop the West Ham way of doing things as such I think uh, what I would call a good loan where people are playing minutes
2: I think it's important to get, you know, to get lead time. I mean, if you look at uh, – I'm very old, so I remember this. You remember J- Jermaine Defoe went on loan to Bournemouth, done fantastic. Frank mm. Lampard went on loan. They were good loans to give them experience. Then they come back, and it wasn't that long before they were sort of in and around the first team. I mean, Noves went out on loan, didn't they? Like, Noves went to Ipswich and Hull, and uh, one loan worked out and one didn't, and then they come back, and he was like – Around the first team at seventeen, just just going on loan for the sake of going on loan. I don't think it's worth it. No. As for- keeping players in and around the 23s. I think if the loan's right, send them out. Because, you know, if we're doing our jobs right in the academy, we should have players from the 18s to take their place in the 21s -hmm. and vice versa, 16s coming up to us. So that's you, you don't want to, you know, just clog the system. You want your better players coming through, 16s into 18s, 18s into 21s, 21s into first team.
3: And if a loan deal, you know, helps along the way, then so be it. And it yeah. seems like, sorry to interrupt there, David, it does seem okay. that the, the um, I think it was Mark Noble that said this, that the under-23s have actually cleared out a few players, you know, a couple of them went to Sunderland, a couple of them have moved elsewhere because they value the under-18s so highly. Is that something that you've kind of heard through, through the network? Uh, I
2: haven't heard it, but it it makes perfect sense. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be fair. That was good players. Adji Elise is a good defender. Yeah. And and Pierre was a good good midfielder. So, and it it shows also to the younger players, the 18s and the 16s below that, that there is a pathway. And that Mm -hmm. is important at Academy football. It's a pathway. Is there a pathway towards our main team? And and that's what it's all about, really.
1: Yeah. Something I think that's quite romantic about the academy, if you like, is how many West Ham are at the core and are involved, whether they're West Ham fans or are played for the club or or by association or adopted West Ham fans. And uh, one of those people that we haven't mentioned yet is Kenny Brown, who's also involved with West Ham, as you know. What is his role at the club and how does he help with the transition between the year groups? He's academy manager. He's my governor, really. He's my boss.
2: Yeah. uh, He's, you know, Ke- Ke- Kenny's another one who's a West Ham fan, and and made no secret of that. Even when he worked for Millwall, I mean, <laughs> West Ham. There, there, there you go. And, and all the the ex players and, and and staff, you know, Kevin Keane comes from Buckinghamshire. He's West Ham. Hines comes from Brixton. He's West Ham. Mm. Cole, Cole comes from Sanderson He's West Ham. They're all West Ham people, wherever mm. they live, wherever they originate from. Once they've played for us, and once they've been around us, they're West. They're West Ham. I love so, that. Yeah, no, no, and so do I. I mean, anyone will tell you at the Academy, as soon as someone, a new employee comes in, whether it's the chef, whether it's someone cutting the grass, my first question is, support? Oh.
1: Yeah. God forbid they say Millwall. <laughs> yeah. There isn't really any West Ham fans at the academy. they just tell on yeah, West, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> West
2: Ham fans. They shit themselves. say i West Ham. I know for a fact there's definitely one West Ham as, as well as me because my wife works in the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh,
3: brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about the senior team. Obviously, you know you can't say too much about what's going on at this at this stage. But let's let's just let's just for a hypothetical reasons say you're in the dressing room with the first team. Um, they, they've called you in as a, a big West Ham fan and obviously a, a coach of a lot of experience. What would you be saying to those players like in the dressing room before the match against uh, another big game against Southampton? What this Sunday? This Sunday, yeah, the first team. If you were called in, what would you be saying to them before the match? Win. is there there anything a bit more detailed like don't make mistakes attack early for for me I mean I'm I'm nowhere near that level
2: of being involved in the first team but what what I say is I don't really I'm not looking for a great performance I'm not looking to entertain the crowd let's just win and get three points and
3: let's put it to your level then what are you going to be saying to your players before your Southampton game Um, go and do yourself justice Uh, go and show
2: the watching public that that, that there is here tonight how good you are and how good you could be in the
1: future and uh, win. So, Mark, finally, that game against Southampton, how do people buy tickets? Because I don't want people to make the mistake of thinking that you can just turn up on a door because you can't, can you? Definitely can't turn it. in. No tickets on sale on the Thursday of the game.
2: You have to get them previous to that. So you get them through the you know the, the usual channels at West Ham through the ticket office. But it has to be before the day of the game. Has to be.
3: And then let's get as many fans there as possible because it is a, a, a big achievement. I think the last time West Ham got to a final, Joe Cole and Michael Carrick were playing for us from memory, so it's a long time since they do, and I think it'll be brilliant for the for the, for the the players and for the whole club to have that positivity of a of a FAU semi-final at the London Stadium. So I would encourage all West Ham fans if you're looking to do this, Easter holidays as well, so why not take your kids along, it kicks off at 7 o'clock, is that right Mark?
2: Yeah, 7pm kick-off, and if you don't attend, I will personally be getting names and addresses off
1: the club and be visiting you in the <laughs> 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 But do you know what, as well, Mark, I think you made a really good point earlier on in terms of, you know, you're, you're nurturing these kids to, to ultimately try and become professional footballers at West Ham and first teamers. But one of the things that you can't really realistically give them at the moment is playing in front of the pressure mm. of a big crowd. So this is actually part of their learning process. And it's, it can be our job as fans to help, um, nurture them into that kind of atmosphere, especially a positive one. What better way to do it against Southampton, which is a massive game? Spot on, Dave. Couldn't couldn't have said it better. Well, was,
2: I mean, they, they, there was a little bit of Ipswich where the own fans was it was you know, getting on our players' backs, which is yeah. their job. I'd love it to be at the London Stadium where they're all behind
1: our team, really encouraging. I think our boys would really thrive off it. Really would. Well, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. Thanks for coming on. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. No problem. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.